strange when you have a friend that's called David Preston Usher, and then I see another guy that looks just like him on Facebook called David R. Usher. So, of course, I friended him years ago, and I find out that uh, we have similar feelings and viewpoints politically. David, welcome to the show. Hello, uh, Rhett. It's an honor to uh, uh, be a part of the Patriot Movement with you. Yes, sir. And uh, so uh, what, what are you all about? Tell us, you're out, aren't you out in the Midwest somewhere? Uh, let's see, uh, Kansas City or something like that? I'm in St. Louis. St. Louis, Missouri. Yeah. Yeah. It's where, it's where all kinds of stuff is going wrong these days. Yeah, I was out there a couple of years ago, but it was so hot in the summer, I didn't go to the ball game. I wish I could have, you know. Yeah, but, uh, well, but I, I've been uh, working, doing public policy for some 30 years uh, worked very closely with Phyllis Schlafly and uh, was a good friend of hers. And uh, But my main issue, uh, what I do is I take problems and figure out where the problem starts and then we deal with it at, at the front end so that we shrink the problem. Okay. And this is something that conservatives are not very good at. They usually end up uh, arguing about what we should do about the consequences, which just always ends up as being another giant pro, uh, government program that fails. Now, what what are your views? I mean, I presume you're conservative? Uh, 100% all the way up and down. Um, uh, I could, I don't want to step through my history or else we're going to be here until tomorrow, but... Um, um, I, my first law in 1991, I got the first law passed in the nation guaranteeing uh, reservists called into active duty an automatic modification of child support to match your military pay. Mm. And uh, we had a lot of people that were sent into Kuwait and Baghdad and so forth and so on. And, you know, they were working, you know, they have regular jobs and they're making regular income. Well, you don't get paid anything when you get called into active duty. And so, uh, we actually saw this when they brought people back from Afghanistan, they were pulling people off the plane and putting them in handcuffs because they were now criminals behind on child support. That is absolutely absurd. Yeah. So, uh, Missouri was the first state in the whole country to pass such a law, and the way it works is the uh, the county prosecutor uh, files the modification of support on behalf of the veteran, military person who's o- overseas and can't do anything. Mm-hmm. And then and the, the modification of support is mandatory. And so, you know, we're protecting our, our military folks while they're off getting shot at. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, Right now, the, only about half the states you know, have a similar law. But the other half of the states, if you're in the reserves and you're going to be taking a huge salary cut and you don't have a lot of money sitting around in the bank, <laughs> you're going to be in big trouble when you come home. Now, the reservists, you said they do not get paid for active duty at all? Well, they get paid, but the pay is not very much. No, no. So if you go from making 80 grand a year to 600 bucks a month, you know, unless you're sitting on a pile of cash, uh, you're just running up a big child support uh, and there's federal laws. There's no excuse if you, you either pay it or you go to jail. 
You know, it's it's it amazes me that you know you can you can go and die for your country at eighteen, but you can't yeah. drink until you're twenty one. Not that I'm pro drinking, but it just seems no. a little ridiculous. Well, you know, uh, drinking. I mean, substance abuse is a major problem, but mm-hmm. how we deal with it again, we're not hitting it at the front end. It, it all starts in the family. Uh, we can deal with it in the family. I've got a law I've been trying to get passed for twelve years here in Missouri. But you've got a huge conglomerate of, of progressives, you know, George Soros, uh, the Koch brothers, Rex Sinkfield in Missouri, uh, who are all really excited about legalizing all kinds of drugs because uh, Big Beer, Big Pharma, and the state of Missouri, um, they all want to make a ton of money selling pot at every gas station. Yeah. And um, the love, and, of, the know, love big, of money is the root of all evil. Not money, but the well, love of money. Yeah. Well, it's when you have big corporations. I mean, this literally takes us back to like the 1920s with the Carnegies and stuff that were really taking advantage of a lot of people. But now this is an international uh, problem. And it's also part of the Marxist agenda. You know, Engels and Marx knew darn well that if you uh, if you keep everybody uh, inebriated or whatever, they just don't do very well. Their marriages break up. Uh, they they go broke. They don't go to church, uh, and so forth and so on. And then the government can step in and do whatever it wants to you. And so that's, that's the reality. So the question is, and, and what I've done for the last 20 years is to do the research to see what they're doing, how they're doing it, and then figuring out how to hit it at the front end because uh, you can only fix substance abuse in the family. That's the only place where you can, um, where you can deal with it. You know, once the family falls apart, you just end up with a million government programs that fail. Mm. And so we've got it. We've got a bill. It's, it's a very simple. It's a modified uh, restraining order. And, uh, you know, if your wife or husband is on drugs or whatever it is, you can get a restraining order. And the judge uh, looks at, you know, talks to substance abuser and says, well, you know, you seem like a really nice person, but you know, we got to get the substance abuse out of the family because the whole thing's going to fall apart. You're going to end up in a divorce, and then the state ends up eating the butt, eating everything. And so I'm removing you from the home, and you can't come back until you're recovered and your spouse agrees that you're ready to come home. Mm. And here's what we know from I spent many years working in substance abuse. Uh, both for uh, um, um, Betty Ford Clinic style program here in St. Louis and also running a huge divorce support group for 12 years. Um, we know that when, you know, let's just say, um, you know, whoever it is, they only got two choices. Either get into recovery or you're going to lose everything. Take your pick. And so what we do know from these kinds of interventions is when the substance abuser only has two choices and one of them is really great and the other one is really terrible, they get real interested in getting well in a hurry. (laughs) It's like, 
where do I sign up? How do I get started? And so, uh, but this works very quickly. You can basically uh, get things, get the family all patched up in about two months if things go well. And I've, I've seen this done. Um, I've coached people and, you know, people can do this right now with a regular restraining order if they know what they're doing. But we put a, a, a law in the state of Missouri, um, or at least I've been trying to get it passed and, um, for 12 years now. But, um, you know, the House and Senate leadership has been paid, is bought off by, you know, Soros, Sinkfield, all these other guys, big beer, big pot, you know, the whole nine yards. And so they keep killing the bill. <laughs> so we've got a lot of political work to do here, but I'm sure there are other states. The Washington, the uh, state of Washington is taking this very seriously, and that's a long story. Uh, you know, fairly long story, but they have a mandatory prison pro- uh, program if you go to prison in the state of Washington and there's any substance abuse involved, you spend your whole time in recovery and being uh, given a really good job skill that you can use so that when you get out, you don't, you don't fall back. Yeah. Let me ask you this. I want to break in here and find out who is David R. Usher? Who are you? What do, Are you retired? What do you do for a living? What did you do for a living? Um, well, I spent 18 years doing computerized fountain shows all over the world. Computerized uh, what? Fountain shows? Yeah, computerized fountain shows. I did them in Japan, Korea, China, Singapore. Um, I did uh, the Splash Show at the Riviera Hotel before the shut that place down and then I did a huge show that was actually the biggest fountain show ever put indoors really? at the Reno Hilton yeah and um but you know um, that sounds wild I'm a geek. oh I'm a geek I did all my own engineering and uh so I learned a lot of stuff and um it was it was you know it was really great because I got to see the world from all sides and to see the world from, you know, the way Koreans and Chinese, you know, the people think we're nuts, most of them. Yeah. Um, yeah, but that's that's a long walk in the park. But um, so I did that for 18 years, but I didn't make a lot of money. And then uh, but then there was an economic collapse in the late 90s. And so I ended up going to work for AT&T because all the technical skills that I learned made me a perfect fit. And so. I worked with AT&T for 20 years, and we built the AT&T backbone, which is now in the world. We had a team of about 25 people up here in St. Louis, and we built the whole network from scratch. So that's what I did professionally, and of course, it was good income and stuff. So, But, but all along this entire time, I've been working with Phyllis Schlafly. Um, I was one of about 10 people at her last birthday party a uh, very close associate of hers, and she wrote about me in some of her national articles. And then I also founded the Center for Marriage Policy uh, with Phyllis, and she insisted on hosting the event. Now, wait, well, what is that all about? Uh, well, if you go to marriagepolicy.org. Hold on, marriagepolicy.org. Hold on, marriage yeah. policy.org. Yeah, marriage, yeah, and that seems like maybe not a very exciting issue, 
But, you know, the bottom line is if you don't do things to build marriage, you end up with the village. <laughs> oh, yeah, you got two yeah. options. Yeah. And, and the problem is the Republicans uh, never knew how to deal with social policy. You know, they, even Reagan. Uh, they, so they just, um, everybody tries to fix the consequences at the wrong end of the, you know, and, and you can't fix the consequences. And so ultimately you just end up with Republicans going along with more big government programs that fail. And so, um, but I founded the center of marriage policy, knowing doggone well that, that if, you know, we, you know, marriage is a cornerstone of church, family, a sound economy. Uh, it it um, iterates and is parallel to everything that the biblical courts used to do. And so my goal is to basically, I know I've got a really good policy. Mm -hmm. When the policy here on earth fully parallels what a biblical court would do you know, back in the days of uh, Jesus. So you're a follower of the Lord. Oh, absolutely. I'm uh, very involved with that. My, um, You might know my Uncle Francis. Uh, he's, he runs Christian Healing Ministry, or ran. He passed away a couple, a couple years ago. Hmm. He ran Christian Healing Ministries, which is up in Jacksonville, and spent his most of his career uh, going around the world teaching people how to do faith healing. And I was involved in his work. He did a faith healing on me, and uh, which really freaked out a lot of people, including myself. But um, I, I was born with one leg that's about an inch and a half shorter than the other one, and he stretched it out in 15 minutes. <laughs> so, you know, faith, faith healing does work, and if you have any listeners... Well, let me ask you this. With this thing you said you were healed... Did you clippity-clop? Could you feel that your leg was shorter for the, all the years before that? It was really weird, i got to tell you. So I'm sitting there, and he pulls my leg. No, up that's not what I'm asking. And, I'm asking yeah. you, prior yeah. to that, were yeah. you aware of it? Oh, yeah, because I had back problems. I One day I got out of my car, and I couldn't stand up. It was throwing my lower back out of line. And mm -hmm. so I got a lot of nerve pinchy, and you've seen... Because you know, there's a lot of these people that, uh, you know, that's an old an old trick with the 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 the, the leg thing growing. You know, there are people that are tricksters yep. that do that. You know. Yeah. Well, no. This this is a real deal. So I'm sitting there, and my leg got all hot, and it felt like ah. uh, rubber. It felt like rubber. Really? And yeah. Oh, yeah. It was really weird. And so about 15 minutes later, uh, my legs were almost exactly the same length. So you felt that, the supernatural work. heat. Now, uh, what I want to know is that you said this is kind of odd. He taught faith healing. I don't. You see, yeah, I'm I, always like, in other words, like I don't believe men heal. I only believe Jesus heals, and that's what you believe too, right? Well, see, that's um, actually there's a book uh, by Francis McNutt titled "The Power to Heal," and that was his first uh, book. Yeah, and it was a bestseller in all the you know, Christian and other kinds of church stores. Mm. And you get, if you get that book, that, that kind of tells you how to, to, you can do, see, healing doesn't happen just because the Lord feels like it, right? You have to pray. You have to ask. 
you know, you have to pray for guidance. You're having trouble in your life. You, you pray for guidance. And then in a quiet moment, you will get the answer. And that's just it, you know. And, and so, <laughs> so what he did is uh, it all started out when um, in the late 50s, he went, uh, he was good friends with the Pope, but due to his grandfather, who was the first, uh, another uh, MacNutt, who was the first American papal chamberlain to Rome. So we got a lot of strong family connections mm-hmm. going back to the church. So Francis went to the Pope back in the 50s and said, told the Pope that, you know, that the church had forgot forgotten Christ's healing message. And back then it was repent, repent, repent. <laughs> so the Pope, uh, he asked for dispensation to, uh, to uh, open a faith healing center, which is called Merton House here in St. Louis. Mm-hmm. And then he spent, you know, many years uh, flying around the world teaching people how to do the faith healing. He didn't do it himself. Well, occasionally he did. But for the most part, his mission was to teach people how to do it. He avoided the media like the plague. He didn't want to end up on on television, spirit, spirits, come out, come out, and all that kind of nonsense. You know, mm-hmm. so that was his mission. Yeah, we do have to be careful because Jesus himself said, many, many will come to me on that day saying, uh, you know, we delivered people from demons in your name and... We, we did this yep. and that in your name, and he's, he'll say, depart from me, I never knew you. And to many others, mm-hmm. he'll say, you fed me when I was hungry, clothed me when I was naked, visited me in prison. We don't remember you. When did we do this to you? And Jesus said, when you did it to the least of these, my brethren, you did it unto me, you know. Right. So. And so, uh, but he came very, he was very close to the Pope. And then he was one of a handful of priests who was authorized by the Pope to do exorcisms. Really? The church didn't want us to, oh yeah, yeah. He, um, and, and um, I actually, uh, he, uh, he had a really, his favorite cross exploded in the middle of an exorcism. I mean, this is, you know, back when the movie The Exorcist came out. And his, his most powerful cross exploded in the middle of, a, uh, of an exorcism. And uh, so he asked me if I could fix it. I'm do a lot of woodworking and metalworking and so he sent it to me and I fixed it and I want to tell you there was no there were no marks on the outside of that thing it exploded from the inside out so you know I mean so but uh, so you know there is deliverance from exorcists who really know what they're doing and he did do exorcism successfully and, uh, but for your listeners, if you've got any kind of problems and stuff, if you go to christianhealingmen.org, uh, you can, you can go there and, uh, they will teach you how to pray for healing, ask for healing. Well, let me ask and, you this uh, though, but this is what I always wonder about. Can you manipulate God? In other words, do you remember a few years ago we had the conjoined twins? And yeah. the whole world was praying for them, maybe 13, 14 years ago, I forget. And they did yeah. the operation, and the next day they died. So I look up yeah. to heaven, I say, well, Jesus, I said, how, you know, if, 
So we, the whole world was praying, even secular on secular, NBC, ABC, all the secular stations, they're all praying. Everybody's praying for these conjoined twins and they die. <clears throat> so I said, well, what's the use of prayer if you can't manipulate God? So it's so prayer is not a manipulation because ultimately exactly. he, makes the, he makes the decision. And then you wonder, well, can you manipulate God to get favor from God so he will answer your prayer? And I always say to the Lord, Lord, I don't want to be a part of manipulating you. I, I want to, well, you know. Well, it's, it's, it's all in how, you, how the prayer is done. First of all, the, you know, the Lord doesn't, isn't fooled by foxhole prayers. Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> Forget about it. Well, unless they're sincere, and, but, and sometimes but, but, they're sin- but sometimes those are sincere, and they do get converted. But well, I mean, God eventually, yeah, people when when they uh, but but in 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 faith healing, you what you do is you start out with Lord, if it be your will. Mm. See, and, and mm. so what you're asking for is divine assistance, but we don't know what His plan is for us. You know, that's, that's not our job. <laughs> so, you know, so what we have to do is ask for what we hope to happen and and then let him determine what's going to happen. And well, so, yeah, there are, there, there are people who are not supposed to live uh, and so forth and so on. There are people who are, you know, and and so that's the whole key to, to uh, faith healing, but what's interesting, and this is something that kind of a lot of Christians kind of get freaked out about, is there are in Russia, there are Jewish sects who not only do and practice faith healing, but uh, they don't even consider it to be a miracle. It's an everyday event. And, <laughs> and of course, they're not praying to Jesus either because they're Jewish. So. So uh, the thing is, uh, you know, the Lord works for everybody in one way, shape, or form, and, and you know, the Old Testament sense, if you will. And, and so it's really, it's really cool and really fascinating to see that, that just because you're Jewish doesn't mean you're, you can't get healed. You know, um, you might not want to pray to Jesus, but you can pray to the Lord. Well, I don't know. See, my belief is that there's one mediator between God and man. That's Jesus. Yeah. Remember, he said, I'm the way, the yeah. truth, and the life. So I don't know how these people could circumvent that. You can't. Well, that's, that's see, that's the, uh, that's the big uh, hard time that Christians have is accepting the possibility that Jewish people in Russia actually get healed without praying to Jesus. <laughs> I mean, they, they do it. So... But it's not my job to figure out how it works. No, me either. You know, it's not our job. You know, we are here on Earth, and we are imperfect human beings, and all human institutions uh, have problems. Well, I'll tell you this story. You, you'll like this story. I had, uh, do you remember um, uh, Lone Survivor, the movie, the book? Oh, I don't think I've seen that. Okay, well, it was a movie and a book, and I had the author on a couple of times. Uh, not yeah. the young man who the book's about, but the author over in England called in from England a couple of times. Well, anyway, so if this didn't make it in the book, which is or the movie, it didn't make it in the movie, excuse me, which yeah. is really stupid of Hollywood because, I mean, you, you think that money was ruling 
ruling your motivation, then you would want to put the stuff in because then the Christians would go. But anyway, they always take yeah. out anything. It's just like what, just like I interviewed the director of the uh, Johnny Cash and uh, the movie. Well, Johnny Cash, yeah. midway in his life, went into a, a, a cave up in Tennessee that nobody gets out of alive. And they say, if you go in there, you yeah. will. He went in there to commit suicide. He says yep. he met Jesus in there and got out and ended up singing for Billy Graham. Well, the bottom line is, though, they didn't put it in the movie. And, I, you know, shame on me because, I mean, I didn't even ask the director. I have his phone number on oh, my phone. I'd have called him and said, why? But with Lone Survivor, <laughs> Lone Survivor, these are the Navy SEALs. I'll have to, uh, I'll have to check that movie out. Yeah. Um, so, at any rate, can, um, we, we kind of got off on a, on a very interesting tangent kind of following up on your pre, uh, you know, the, uh, pastor, the pastors that you had on previously. Yeah. But, um, we, uh, can we, uh, do the, uh, the, uh, story about how Biden hi- hijacked the Patriot Act? Cause this is of massive importance to everybody in Florida. Let's get on it. Okay. Let's get on it. So I've got an article on intellectual conservative. I think Rick posted it on his show, um, uh, if not, you can find it on my Facebook page, uh, David, uh, dot R. Well, let's see, what is my Facebook page? Uh, well, I'll have to look it up. So, so what happened is for some time, the Democrats basically have been executing the communist party, USA agenda. And the Democrat party is just the tweed front end for the communist party, USA. And so they, their, you know, their goal is to implement the Davos-style Great Reset, Obama, uh, declining expectations, Green Party, you name it, agenda. But uh, it was mostly just a name-calling thing. And so the what Biden did is he adopted a Chinese model where the Department of Homeland Security on February 7th issued a terrorist advisory that's linked in my article. And what it did was it said that anybody who disagrees with any Biden administration views on anything is presumed to be a terrorist. God help and us. So, oh, I know. Well, this is, you talk about evil. This is, this is, I mean, this is the worst kind of evil you can, and, and so, so, so what happened is now the Patriot Act is pointed at us, along with all the other branches of government, the FBI, CIA, IRS. They can technically come and just grab your guns if they think you're a terrorist, uh, although they've only done that a couple of times with a few people. Um, and so, so that's the problem. And so, um, so, uh, to cut to the answer here, because the answer is always more important part of the problem more than the problem, is that it is vastly important for at least one or more state attorneys to file for a federal injunction and emergency stay order to have this entirely fraudulent terrorist bill and nullified. Uh, and, uh, you know, state's attorneys have a constitutional duty and constitutional standing. I've done the legal research to defend states' rights and defend their uh, citizens from harm. 
And of course, the harm to every state is just endless. You know, all the consequences that everybody's experiencing right now. But you will notice uh, now what Biden did politically is he is moving the Democrat Party is moving everything they're doing under the DHS terrorist advisory so that Biden and the Dem- Democrats can kind of act like nice people while all this stuff goes on via the Department of Homeland Security and people, you know, just um, take it, you know. But, you know, Democrats are trying to look like nice people for the midterms and going forward. But it's not working very well because we've seen, like, the uh, Young America Foundation people or Frog marched off the SLU campus with FBI people taking notes and the police just marching them off. Because under the uh, under this terrorist advisory, the police have to do whatever the federal government says. Mm. And then you saw, what was that thing up in, I think it was Utah, where there's like 31 patriots who all got arrested. Mm-hmm. And this is the new rendition. Rendition is the, is the communist trick. What they're doing is anybody who's a patriot, their new lingo is they call you a neo-Nazi white supremacist terrorist. Which is actually what they're doing. <laughs> but that's typical for communists. Is they, they, they claim that you're doing what they're doing. But, you know, uh, but these 31 kids were going to try and do something. that, And there's no, they didn't have any guns. They had no you know, nothing to hit people with or kill people with. But they were still arrested and charged and hauled off. And we're going to see a lot more of this kind of stuff because they are, um, they're going to slowly ramp this thing up. And, uh, but what they're trying to do is to create a civil war because when the government gets patriots up against the wall, there will come a point in time when we will have a civil war. And we can't let that happen because we will lose if they've got the guns and we can't. They just come grab your guns. If they think you're a terrorist, they can just knock the front door down and come grab your guns under under the current terrorist advisory. And so, and we, we obviously don't want a civil war, but what's really going on here. And this is crucial for people to understand is the American Revolutionary War. We kicked the British out. And everything was fine, and we had a nice young republic that wasn't perfect, but it was pretty good. And so then in 1910, uh, I've got another article that talks about this. In 1910, communists figured out how to take control of the schools. And so they started implementing all kinds of things that later became new math, which got turned into social justice, critical race theory, rainbow, and the whole nine yards. That's where the, that's what they're doing today. So, but they launched a revolutionary war in 1910 to take down the United States, the Republic, and turn it over to the United Nations Davos Great Reset Bilderberg crew. And so, so, well, the issue right now is we have to treat this as a revolutionary war. 
we have to, for the first time in history, you know, we kicked the British out. Now we have to kick the communists out. And in my other article, I talk about how we have to finally apply the Communist Control Act. How are we going to do this? How are we going to do this? Well, the... um, uh, we have to start applying, and attorney, gen- attorney, state attorney generals can do this. Um, but um, the Communist Control Act of 1954 was very wisely passed by Congress. That back in the 50s, there was no, we didn't have communists all up and down every branch of government, and so nothing was really done with it. And so now is the time to use that in conjunction with RICO and the Sedition Act to, uh, in this country, it's illegal to hold public office if you're a communist. Well, that's, why they, that's any, why they won't admit it, right? Well, but they don't have to admit to anything because uh, the, the legal standard is, is, is it, uh, you know, is if you are doing things, the, that are our communists and you're a communist. So, you okay, know, so like what, defines, dealers, they, what, what defines, what defines, what defines communism? Well, anybody who is executing the communist party USA agenda. Okay. Well, what is and that? What is that is, agenda? Well, take a look at it. It's, it, it, there's a lot of stuff on there, but it's the green party. Capitalism is bad. No, no, uh, I, I, need, I need specifics. Yeah. yeah, I need specifics, though, of, of what it is, because it's, not, it's just like saying that something's porn. Well, what's porn to it? It's just like art. Do, you know, I'm an artist, uh, and yeah. I don't get money from the government, but some guy who wants to put uh, the uh, cross in a bottle yeah. of urine uh, gets $50,000 for his artwork. I mean, what the hell on earth is going on? Well, I mean, just a pristine example is very obvious, but, you know, a lot of this stuff is going to end up in court cases eventually. But let's just say that you're on the school board and the school board is insisting that the trans agenda be shoved down all the kids' throats. Yeah. And the kids be taken to um, trans trans events and march, you know, and, and, and do dances with transvestites. Oh, yeah, and, and the boys, just to experience yeah. it, need to dress up in dresses just so they'll right. uh, have more compassion right. or some crap. So, and of course, you know, Governor DeSantis isn't putting up with any of this, and then some of the other, I think, Abbott. Yeah, but he's an anomaly, so, isn't he? He's a, he's a, is he construed as a dinosaur or something to these progressives? Well, every as far as the progressives are concerned, everybody that isn't them is, is that's what a cult is. Yeah. You know, everybody that doesn't agree on our well, they're nasty. Doing are, are are dying. They're a dying breed. Well, well, well look at Nancy you know. Pelosi. She wasn't on this kangaroo court thing that was on national TV and primetime TV. How did they ever get that? And it's a kangaroo court, and they wouldn't let uh, the Republicans well, have a voice. This is why we uh, you just hit you just uh, you know hit the gong at the, the top of the poll here is if we remove if we nullify and we can do this very quickly it would only take about two weeks to file a suit maybe three weeks to file a suit and get a stay order from a federal court if we take down this terrorist advisory the January 6th committee has nothing to do. 
they can call you names, but right now, because because of the terrorist advisory, they can stick the Department of Justice on everybody from Donald Trump all the way down to the to the poor mother trying to keep CRT out of the school. And <laughs> so so it's of manifold importance. We need to do this immediately. We do not have to wait until 2022 or 2024 to, to do stuff. Uh, we have to start now because in two or four years, the way the Biden administration is going, we might not have a salvage, salvageable country anymore. Well, there's some people so, think we don't already. Well, I'm working with some patriots here. Uh, there's a Colonel Adams, Joe Adams here in Missouri, who is been doing this for 30 years and uh, worked in Burma. He's he's advising President Zelensky let me, let me by ask telephone. You, okay. Let me yeah. ask you this. How come the press doesn't talk about the fact that the um, Black Lives Matter uh, set a fire, uh, a bunch of uh, federal buildings in the state of Washington and in um, uh, what is it? What's the what's the other state there uh, where my niece and nephew used to live? Just uh, well, it's all over the place here. You're the, you're talking about cult communism. Yeah, it's cult communism, and it's all up and down the federal government. And they have school. no set of standards, no code right. of and ethics, the, and the media. Well, see, uh, you know, Trump is always talking about the media all the time in his talk speeches, and he's absolutely right because a lot of the media is in bed with oh, absolutely. Uh, all these dirty people, absolutely. and so they won't talk about it. I, I don't mean, get it. How can they all yeah. feel that way? I mean, you got this creep on NBC who yeah. was like commenting. He's the, their, their political guy, that right. creepy guy, and it's like it was all, oh, this is, this is even worse than when, we went to, uh, when, when, when they went to um, impeach Trump the second time. This is even worse. Oh, my God, this is so incriminating, and... Oh my word! Well, this guy's so, what so I'm sold. trying, you know. Um, at any rate, with Colonel Adams, I just wrote a uh, a letter to President Trump, Uh-oh. and I am calling President because he never conceded, because <laughs> he is, you know, he he should have been president, but you know, you can't fix that down later. And God bless Sidney Powell and various other people for doing all these investigations, but. But you can't just pick up a president who's been in office for a year and pick him up and carry him out without throwing the... Well, they, I mean, anybody, even just normal, if somebody's listening to this who is a liberal or a Democrat, just, you know, Nancy Pelosi, these people were picking on Trump the whole time he was right. in it. But you know why? They'd feel justified. And I get I get this. Trump, yeah. Trump and his big mouth. How can you be so bright? See, people don't care how much you know till they know how much you care. And so they're angry, yeah. so they feel they're justified, and they're not being right. justice, uh, which is well, wrong. See, things, access, you know. things are going to change in this country. The reason why Biden's ratings are so low that you can't even find them anymore <laughs> is because the population isn't buying it. We've, and it doesn't matter whether you're conservative or, pub, or whatever you are, is that uh, regardless of the party— you know, Republicans have never been effective dealing with any kind of social policy because they just don't know how to. They're always working at the wrong end of, the, of their consequences. And, and of course, but, but the people are just fed up because everybody, especially the uh, lower income people, 
I mean, they can't get jobs. They can't afford $5 gas. So it doesn't, I mean, look at all the people that are leaving California. Well, don't, New you York. Under, don't you understand if you let the people starve, they will eventually take to the streets. When they take to the streets in rebellion, then you bring in the military. When the military has yeah. militia, military control, then they usurp and take the power dictatorially. Well, that's classic Marx, Engels, Freud. Um, it's so evil, easy to be evil. Yeah. Well, but, but you see, they are, uh, you know, the uh, communists in this country are executing a combination of Chinese policy, you know, Chinese methodology and uh, Marx, Freud, Engels uh, policy uh, modified, you know, amplified with Alinsky. And, and so that's what they're doing. And it's all Marxism. And so, I mean, the fingerprints... I mean, you can't miss a fingerprint. <laughs> I've got a saying, and people should write this down. If you want to figure out who a candidate is or if somebody's any good or not, you, you have to ignore the lips and watch where the feet are going. There, the, um, the dishonest communist politicians will say anything to get you to think that they're good people. But if you look at what they're doing, they're doing just the opposite of what they claim they're good doing. So that's the key, and I've taught all my people that I work with, I said, you just, you know, ignore the lips and watch the feet. And, and so that makes it a lot easier to figure out if some candidate's any good or not. So, but we've got, uh, the thing is, in this country, the, the people who are doing this are the globalist elites. And uh, they've got all the money, they got the power, they got the network, a global network of uh, McKinsey. Uh, I don't know if you're from, are you familiar with McKinsey and Company? I've heard of it. Yeah, well, McKinsey and Company has large offices in every major city of the world. Mm hmm. And they have operatives, people who can to get anything done. And these are the people, remember when during Black Lives Matter there were trucks dropping off loads of bricks? Yeah. Uh, um, and then look at this, uh, what's it, March for Life protest. Uh, the, two weeks after the, uh, within two weeks' time, you're seeing national protests uh, Everybody's got pre-printed color signs that all look the same all over the country. And so McKinsey is, is capable of pulling off, you know, they're basically the logistical tactical Well, wait a second, wait a second. What do you think of this? Party. What do you think of this? How about the yeah. bricks that were unloaded at night when you went down to the city square and all yeah. these towns and villages across America, there's this big truckload of bricks that have been put there in the night, easy to yeah. break through windows. And they, and they, yeah. burn, they burn federal buildings. They set them on fire. And yet this Pelosi doesn't do anything about that. And that remember that nice black man with the Trump hat on standing outside yeah. his business in Portland? Uh, it was either yeah. Portland or it was uh, uh, Washington. What's the big city? in well, Seattle. Anyway, and they yeah. killed him. They killed the black guy because yeah. he had a Trump hat on. Right. Well, you know, you got to understand that, that 
McKinsey is the one that's capable of putting, throwing together a national protest in two weeks' time. And they're the ones who can deliver loads of bricks anywhere and other kinds of riot gear. You know, they're, they're delivering riot gear and all other kind of, you know, stuff that, that Black Lives Matter and other, you know, it's not just Black Lives Matter. You've got pro-lifers threatening, the, you know, the Supreme Court. Um, well, you've got to understand this, okay, David? People that don't have Jesus as their Lord, they, um, it's kind of like these kids. Hey, my name is Mohammed. Join us. Right. Join us because you will have a, a, a hundred uh, virgins, and you will be part of yeah. our group, and you will be a man with other men. And, oh, you know, you're lost when you're yeah. a teenager or, or you have inferiority feelings, which I did up until I was 20, uh, yeah. even sometimes probably now. And, oh, you can join. Oh, I can join up. And then you got these liberals, they all, they're not doing anything with their lives, like a lot of people, and they go, hey, you can be something, a part of something bigger than you. Well, they don't believe in God, so they're not going to go to church. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I mean, they might well, join I've the got Peace another, I've got another article that fully explains how that works. It was just published shortly, uh, maybe about a week ago. And it's also on intellectual. If you go to intellectualconservative.com, it still should be on the front page. Uh, if 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 not, um, I guess probably. Uh, let's see. I forget what my Truth Social name is. Um, I'm on Truth Social, but uh, let me get to the article here. Um, okay. the, the article is titled "Mass Shootings Are Caused by Kids Loaded on Drugs, Not Loaded Guns, and How to Stop Most Mass Violence." And so what happens in the schools, and I'll just walk through this, this is the, the uh, elevator version, is substance abuse is out of control in this country, mm -hmm. um, and 80% of all violence is in, involves substance abuse. Yeah. And, uh, and kids are just part of the problem. But, but you take a kid who's had their brain scrambled on CRT and all this and uh, whatnot, and so they are told that your family's no good, America's no good. Uh, if, if you're a straight white, if you're a straight guy, you're, you're dead wrong. Well, you if you're an, old white, guy, if you're an old white guy like you and I, we're, we're, at, the, we're yeah. at the bottom of the spectrum, man. Right, and then uh, so so then they're told that they can't be who they are, and then going forward, they're told that you have to settle for the Great Reset and riding an electric scooter and renting an apartment for the rest of your life. And so that is what the schools are forcing, jamming down kids' throats. So what you what we have is we're starting starting out with a bunch of kids who don't know where they came from. They think their parents are nuts. They don't know who they are now, so they're just totally malleable. And then, as far as they're concerned, the future is just going to be a downhill slide into nothingness. You know who's bringing, and, and you know so, who's bringing the fentanyl in, right? It's the Chinese. You know that, right? Oh, yeah, the fentanyl, you know, uh, and, of course, yeah, fentanyl. But, you know, the um, Colonel Adams, uh, whom I'm working with, uh, has a fantastic story that was on Fox two news here in St. Louis, where he's, he makes the, and this is absolutely true. The drug cartels actually control the urban politics in, in this country. 
And, uh, and, and so you go to North St. Louis, everything going on in North St. Louis, St. Louis is the gateway to the East for all kinds of drugs. It's been that way for many years. And so, um, so, but, uh, you know, so we have to deal with the drug problem and, But the bottom line is we have to deal with substance abuse in the family because it's one thing for kids to be a little, I mean, growing up, you know, kids get all kinds of crazy ideas, but when you throw some heavy duty pot that's 50 times stronger than the stuff they had back in the seventies and of course opium is a big deal. Yeah, the kids are getting into. So so what happens is you end up with a lot of kids who when they hit chronic phase substance abuse, they go they they become psychotic. And there's no telling what they're going to do. And so what happens is a lot of these kids just kill themselves. They just commit suicide and you never hear about it. But every once in a while, you get some kid who's just really mad at his parents and really mad at somebody at school or church or something else, the burger joint or whatever. And uh, and that kid decides, you know, uh, see, a lot of these mass shootings are actually planned suicides. The kid knows he's going to get killed. and But he's going to go out with a bang and get even with the world and get his 15 minutes of fame. Yeah. Yep. And and so this is really uh, what we're talking about is, as we know with, with drug abuse, when you reach chronic phase, you're either going to die young, you're going to end up in prison or disabled or all three. And and so but we, if we deal with this in the family um, with the law that I'm trying to get passed, and if anybody... Since Missouri, the politics here are, are not good. But if any other state wants to implement this law, they can uh, send. I'll give you an email address. Uh, write this down. You can email me at d u s h e r at gmx dot com, and I can send you the bill. I can send you the other articles. Um, I've got. Uh, a lot of other stuff, but in particular, if anybody working, I know you're down in Trump country. Uh, I was the, the first person... one. I was the first one to back Trump in this whole community. <laughs> Even my friends that would, my friends, the former sheriff and commissioner, would not get uh-huh. on board. Another friend of mine who became a millionaire with a cookie company. He would, but they yeah. all came on board a short time later. That's for sure. Well, I was I was running neck and neck with you. I had an article that was published on Town Hall uh, about a voter's guide for presidentially challenged voters, or a guide for presidency, and it was shared over 2,500 times on Town Hall. It was a top story on Tea Party Tribune, which is now long gone. But, um, but, uh, but you know, I understand. I did the history and the workup. I know who he is. He's a little gruff sometimes, but you've got to you got to be tough. Uh, the people who don't talk tough are the ones that end up uh, trying to do a negotiated settlement. And I got news for you. There's no such thing as a negotiated settlement with a communist where they don't win. Mm. So you have to stand your ground. And, and what, what I find interesting is uh, President Trump is 
actually a fair amount, you know, kind of like Churchill. Churchill was also a little bit gruff. Oh yeah. But then, but then he didn't, you know, he, he took a country that was ready to, to surrender. Yeah. To Germany. Yeah. And, and he, he energized the people and, and actually got, not only uh, energy, I got the, all the people behind to 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 to, to you know, beat Germany. It's amazing. But Otherwise, we'd be speaking German today. You know what amazes absolutely. me? The hand of God was definitely on mm-hmm. the destiny. He said when he yeah. went upstairs and took over from the uh, from the uh, you know the guy who was in charge. What do you call the guy in charge yep. in, in in England? Uh, minister, the uh, prime prime minister, yeah, the prime minister, and he said he felt yep. the presence. Even though the guy, you see, this shows you the mercy of God, the grace of God. Even though right. Winston was drinking days, started off at noon by drinking a you know a pint of this or that, but whatever, you know, God will still, God is still in charge. He can use a donkey, yeah. he can use a jackass, he can use any human he wants. Right. But so, so what we have is President Trump is really a, a modern day Winston Churchill. Yeah, and 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 he's not going to back down, and sure he's going to be a little gruff, but you'll notice that like the people in his administration that he was really hard on, yeah, they were the ones that were actually closet globalists who were doing things to to thwart uh, him, uh, defeat what he was doing. Yeah. And William Barr, uh, William yeah. Barr, uh, I knew William Barr was before. I, I couldn't believe President Trump picked him because I already knew this guy. And he was a classic globalist. Anybody who's, who's involved well, hold on, here, hold on. Romney... Let me say this. Trump is not that bright of a guy of the people he picks. Like, who's that really odd character that was his friend that went to jail? He was always half-shaven. Yeah. Half and who was that guy? I mean, he picks these odd characters to hang around. Well, but, but you see, he, he doesn't know uh, how to do a... Um, um, a vetting and, uh, out, a vetting out uh, or what? Well, you have to do um, uh, what's word I'm looking for. It's covert surveillance. Yeah, you can't just walk up to somebody and say, "Hey, are you a communist?" They're going to go, "Ha ha!" No, you have to do covert, and this is what Colonel Adams does. Uh, he's got a long history doing that on the border in Burma and other places. Mm. Um, um, uh, so, and co- covert. So, so what, what we have to do is for his next presidency, we have to look ahead. I mean, even Mike Pence was a globalist. Let me let me ask you this. So, Winston, Winston, I remember Winston was uh, he was in Parliament and he said, "Stop selling these planes to the Germans. They're up to no good." Yeah. And they said, yeah. "Hey, you. This is what they called him. They said, you old fart.'" retire your time has passed and little did we know that what was about to happen and winston churchill would walk into history you know talking to you today up until this point i would tell you that trump has no chance of winning again but when, when i hear you say this i'm wondering wouldn't it be a marvelous thing oh my gosh my dream of dreams would be i know he's a character and i wish he would shut his mouth but wouldn't it be something if if uh, if we could defeat these people and we get well, trump you, back into you, office if you look at the polls, the people in this country are so fed up with with Biden that they would literally vote for the kitchen sink for president. Anybody except Biden. 
Yeah, but and you've got, you got people that Pre- still are angry with Trump because, look, I interviewed General Colin Powell. I like General Colin yeah. Powell. And had he run, yeah. I would have held up signs for him. But anyway, the day after he dies, he's talking the man down. You don't do that. Well, Colin Powell was, was Colin Powell was, shall we say, uh, well, you, you know the English word mugwump, right? You and know what a mugwump is. What is it? Um, you can look it up on the net. It's, mugwump. They got cartoons. A mugwump is somebody who sits on the fence with one leg on either side, and they play both sides now, off of each who, other. Who's, now, who's the mugwump? Colin Powell was, oh. was yes, in yes, a way, so a I agree, I agree. Because he, yeah, he, I know. He, was, he wasn't the kind of guy yeah, who would just say, hell no. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me, let me say something. First of all, <laughs> I've, I have some friends, and I, I've met all the Bushes. This guy, first of all, if I had dark skin... It yeah. would have been Ben Kinchlow used to come on my show. He's the former uh, co-host yeah. of the Seven Hundred Club, and he was uh, wrote yeah. books about yellow yellow dog Democrats or whatever. And he was he was such a conservative. He, now here's a black man that did not vote for Obama. I have to tell you this. Right. Uh, I absolutely love Martin Luther King. I, I met his I met his when I went over to Zimbabwe. I met his widow. Yeah. I met his aunt. anyway. He was a great point, guy. Okay. The point is guy. the point is if I was black. I would have had a real hard time when I walked into that thing, not pressing the button for Obama, because finally there's going to be a representative, and I think he's going to do something good for the black people, which I don't think he did much at all. But anyway, you know, so I can understand Colin Powell, and he was kind of ticked off at Bush Sr. I, I, I forget what the whole thing was that went down. I mean, yeah. I, I know they took him for a big jet ride, and yeah. he was, you know, he would have been a great vice president. With, uh, yeah. with, uh, and he, you know, whatever. I mean, we lost yeah. a great first black president. I can, can you think of anything that Obama will be? I mean, JFK put a man right. on the moon, and, and, and Obama put a man in the ladies' bathroom. Well, see, here's, here's the problem with a, a lot of people who want to run for public office. Mm. And, and you talked about this about how there's all these Christian radio stations, and if you don't talk Jesus all the time, they get rid of you. Yeah, <laughs> you know, they will not do a talk show like you've got right now. Forget about it. No, no. And no, you know, no, no, actually, no. I, I've I've been offered a couple of shows on Christian stations, and when they found out what I was doing, yeah, they decided I that well, I, I do want to. I, I do want to tell you this. I have a former diplomat that comes on every Tuesday. We record it live. Uh, we're yeah. live and we record it uh, from uh, 9 till 10.30. You should listen to it. And it replays uh-huh. again Wednesdays. And what I'm going to and our podcast, we know we have listeners in Sweden, Austria. Uh, we've actually had phone calls from London. So what I'm going to do is I want to take this interview you and I did today, which is kind of we jumped around a bit. And I'll get to know you and yeah. we'll calm down. The dust well, will settle. But, uh, but this, I want to have you back. Really a, this I wanna, is really a great interview because we did a 360 uh, spiritually, emotionally, and legally, and and yeah. that's you know we've uh, you know regardless of who runs in twenty twenty four, yeah, President Trump can do can uh, you know if if we need him to grab the ball because uh, a lot of the political candidates are just afraid to 
do these things. Well, I think DeSantis, so DeSantis we, could make we, a yeah, great president, but I think it's it may be a yeah. little too early. From I met him before he was elected, and he was running yeah. for office, and he seemed like a nice enough guy. But you know that guy's a Harvard graduate. He's very bright, but yeah. he's certainly not outlandish. He's certainly not you know uh, Mister Super Personality. But boy, he gets the job mm-hmm. done, doesn't he? Listen, we're out of time for today. People want to yeah, get in touch with you, uh, Mister Usher. How can people send you an email? And I want you and I to figure yeah. out. We'll do another show again soon. And I'm gonna. Yeah, oh, we way, need I'm to gonna post this we'll on my podcast. What? I'm gonna put this on my podcast, and it'll be heard around right. the world. So make sure you tell your friends and family to and your yeah. followers. Okay. And here's my email address, uh, okay. and I'll send you my other article. Okay. It is, so this is my public address, is D-U-S-H-E-R at G-M-X dot com. All right. And I can send you a link to the article. Actually, um, I've got a couple of emails that are pro forma, but, but I am begging Trump's people, call me because All right. President Trump, we need to have him take the lead now because we can shut down everything that the administration is doing well, Winston, in about three Winston, weeks. Winston came back. Maybe Trump will, too. Wouldn't that be something? Boy, talk about walking no, into history. I, I think Trump's got a pretty good chance of winning. Mm. But he has to kill this terrorist advisory to shut down the January 6th committee. They're going to proceed oh, my with military. With, they've got all the military assets behind them to basically make it so he can't run for president. And, of course, then he's got to sue to shut it down, and good luck, because, as, as we well know, terrorists have no rights. They have no legal rights, property rights, speech rights, uh, you know. And so, yeah. uh, but, see, we have to take down this phone. They're, they're uh, terrorizing me by putting this on prime time. They know exactly well, what ab- they're doing. Absolutely. And, see, we... We are all under the gun, and that includes the the, well, the you know, mothers, so listen, listen, Ferguson, listen. who are getting shot up. The devil, the devil raises his head. Okay, but I have yeah. noticed this. Now, I don't. How old are you? I'm I'm seventy plus. Now. I'm sixty eight. Okay, tell me if I'm wrong or right. I've noticed in life that the first the bully comes forward, and the first person to lash out, the first person to hit. Ultimately, 99% of the time ends up getting hit in the end and losing in the end. So I'm thinking God's just backing off. Let them all do this. Let them terrorize us. And then we're going to come in and well, we're going to get America see, back. That, that's the, but you see, uh, anybody who plays football knows that if you don't have a winning offense, you can't win the game. You're going to lose. Yeah. And so in the military uh, world, it's well known that when you are over the target, you will get the most flat. <laughs> yeah. So, so, yes. And and so and so we we are getting flack, but I publish exclusively on intellectualconservative.com because there's no other publication. Even the Federalists won't take my stuff. And I I was a friend of Joy Pullman. She used to edit some do a little editing for me here and there. Yeah. There is you know. Um, Pro-Trump news, all of right. all people, won't yeah. publish my... I mean, it's like, yeah. come on, man, a gateway pundit. Okay, we got to go. Well, We're out of time. Yeah. David so, R. Usher, you can find him on Facebook. And again, your... Thank uh, you so your, much. Yeah, your email address again is... D-U-S-H-E-R at G-M as in Mary, X dot com. Thank you, sir. We'll talk to you again soon. 
Thanks. We'll see you. Bye. Okay. Hey, who loves you, baby? Hey.